This is the Making a Musical Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. It's Theater Thursday. That means we're out with another episode of our podcast. Hey, guys. Hi. I have the same guest from last week. What? Hello. We're doing a two-parter. So today's guests include Dylan Adler, Good Morning New York's co-composer. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And Lexi Rosenblum, Good Morning New York's Yaz, who sang the iconic song Station that yes. we're going to play. Showstopper. We're oh. going to play that showstopper, the demo of the showstopper, uh. which is very interesting. So today we're talking all about demos versus the final product and then what we're going to do for Off-Broadway. So a lot of these things, I explained it on the last episode, a lot of it started with me and like a guitar or like basic piano chords and some lyrics going to Dylan. Dylan is trained in this. He knows what he's doing and then he makes it explode (laughs) into greatness. Um, Wow. Yes, Dylan? Respond. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I just like Stop, tell me more. I just added some like chords and melody just to a lot more change all the keys. (laughs) They were talking about what their favorite keys were earlier, and I'm like, I have one. (laughs) Because that's the only one I know. Uh, it's easy to though. Yeah. (laughs) So then we're so what Dylan does, and then we're gonna take it a step further. And then we're going to play what it actually turned out to be with the, the actors singing it. And then we're going to talk about if it will change for Off-Broadway or if it won't. And a lot of things, well, we have some things changing, but it's mostly a lyric change. Just uh, some like lyric change. Things. Yeah, to make mm-hmm. it actually make sense. <laughs> that would be a plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to make it make sense. Before we start our second part of the writing episode for everybody, don't forget we're raising money for our off-Broadway production. We're selling t-shirts to make it happen. They say stuff like be a better bitch and living the off-off-Broadway life. We have hoodies, t-shirts, and more. They're around. Hoodies? Yeah. yeah, we have hoodies. Whoa, I've got to purchase it. Yeah. I'm going to get one. Yeah. Well, there's actually okay. one that I that I was making. They didn't make it in black, but they made it in like light blue. And I'm like, I bet you That's she's going to buy that. When I saw it, I'm Me? like, that looks, yes, Lexi's going to buy <gasps> I that. I love yeah. light blue. Wait, no, I will. It also reminds <laughs> me of like the logo. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. the light blue. Is that yeah, why you chose that? Exactly. No, it's the only it's the only it's the closest option I had. It's um, faint. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But it was like a really like a slouchy sweater and I was like, Lexi's gonna buy that. Because you wear those. Are you wearing one now? I, oh. I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. Yeah, cozy. See, so so buy the shirts. Uh if you use the code podcast, you get two bucks off. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. And we also have logo tees coming soon. We're redesigning oh, our logos. And our poster, it won't be that different, but it'll be more off-Broadway polished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com has all of the information. Don't forget our show launches at the Players Theater January 2020, not 2019. January 9th. Opening night. January 9th. (laughs) Tickets are not on sale yet but they will be soon but the player theater has a lot of other stuff that's really cool going on right now they do. yeah they're very cool theater yeah they have sleepy hollow the musical that's oh, on stage yeah i did not even know that was a thing yeah it is yeah that's until november and then a christmas carol the musical yes i know that they're yep. very wow. cool it's, a, it's always a hit every year so go see those plays yeah, yeah. okay so let's start with just the very beginning of, of adding the music. Because what we did, Dylan, is we had the script that we finished, which, I mean, it was still pretty... We didn't do a reading of it when I sent it to you. It was like, here's my idea. And then I gave... You read the script. 
And then we kind of added stuff in. Mm -hmm. I read the script and then there were, there were lyrics and songs, some songs that you had and that I listened to that I really liked. And I was really excited to start working on them because sometimes when it's a collaboration, you're not excited by the material, but I really was. What we started doing is we started, um, I had some of these lyrics and then we, what we did is when we put the songs in, we really merged the scenes with the lyrics. So I had these scenes that were like twice the size and then we, not, not even twice the size, probably like, you know, triple the size. And then we really cut it down when the music was added in because we put all the points, we tried to put mm -hmm. all the points that were made in the script into the lyrics instead. Mm -hmm. And then the <laughs> lyrics is where the juiciest stuff is. That's where like the shows, that's where the lyrics where you really learn about the characters should be. And so right. the exposition before, the the songs should lead into if you have like the for a scene the main theme that you want to get across or the main reveal put it in the lyrics because the music heightens the emotion and that's where you want to have the most emotionally compelling words yeah and during this process a lot of the things that we were doing is it really was just like us still figuring it out so even though it's a musical and it sounds so whoa it's scary <laughs> we we added on the band later it was just the piano, and the lyrics. Yeah. Right. And it also, that's a really cool thing because you're in rewrite mode still. So if you just have like the very basics, like the actors, the piano player, and the piano, then you could really get a sense of if the work can stand on its own. Because mm -hmm. then you don't have all that extra fluff. And the audience, you know, if they're really into that, mm -hmm. you can see if it's on its way to success or not. Yeah. Very true. So let's start with our very first song, Swept Away. This is an interesting one because it's the one that people hear. Bridget said when she heard Swept Away, she wanted on, to be on board. I think a lot of people oh. like this song. When we did a reading, everyone liked the song. This song really didn't change. <clears throat> Not that much. Just the keys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah to, to fit the voices. And I'm happy you said that because that is absolutely true so uh, um, i think what I, we can what were you gonna say as a as a writer for music you have to accommodate with the singer and change the key because sometimes it's like um it you you just know that it'll sound more comfortable in a higher key for the yeah. singer right and we appreciate that <laughs> especially when yeah it's yeah, great yeah. <laughs> yeah never like make your singer sing something out of their range or anything Good That's to know. Too loud or high. <laughs> Good to know. So here's what we did for Swept Away. I merged my version into your version, and I use our understudies version. Mm -hmm. So I merged them all together so you can see that there's really not a difference. Except the key. You'll mm -hmm. notice a key change in one of them. Here is a brief version of Swept Away. Swept away, swept away, swept away by, by you. Swept away by you. Swept away. finished product and Mikey was so Mikey's yeah. version is so good. Yeah, I really loved Mikey's version of it. I, I, I wish that we had a better mic on him when we did it. We, it was in a rehearsal. Mikey. Wish <laughs> well, <laughs> we had a better mic on Mikey. Oh god, that guy's voice is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I wish I heard more of it, honestly. 
great understudy, great singer, not even understudy, great, just great actor. Yeah. So check him out. I think he might be in something soon. Okay. But um, just check him out on Instagram because we love Mikey. He was a great understudy for yeah. us. Yeah. Love his voice too and his work ethic. All right. So that's <laughs> Swept Away. Swept Away didn't change at all. Um, it was the, one of the very first songs that I sent to Dylan that Dylan Bridget heard. Nothing changed. Let's talk about a song that also hasn't really changed. It's called Station. The song we've been teasing all these podcasts, it's Lexi's Show Stopper. Oh, gosh. I don't know this about that. This is an example of the lyrics packing a pun. Yo, <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yeah. So the transformation, it's so interesting how we wrote this because at the time we were we the reading was coming up. We were so 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 busy writing the music and rewriting everything. So we sent it in to a someone online to see if they could help us get the sheet music. Oh. And yeah. that sheet music was not good. Yeah. It was so bad and confusing. And so I, I wanna show you guys the demo that I sent. And then I believe that I transformed it into the demo that they sent us back. And then we go into Lexi. I think we did that. If we didn't do that, then I will play you the very unusual instrumental that they sent us. (laughs) That Lexi learned this whole song. So she didn't really have a voice track to learn it. A lot of us was me sending it to Dylan. Dylan sending, making a voice track. And then an instrumental sending it to the actors. Lexi, you just had this instrumental to go (laughs) off of that was like super confusing. It was also like in a different key for sure. Yeah, it's a great song Mm -hmm. that that was very unorganized. And I'm so happy that you learned it well. Let's play the version of that. Mm -hmm. So this should be Station. There's something about you. Something about you. You've never had the guts to stand on your own. And the worth we all see, you still don't know. Love it. Now, by the way, that's that's only a part that, like, I had from Station. There are very big showstoppers. You should listen to this on our on our um, YouTube page. It's also on our website. Station is on there, and you can hear it in the power part. That's not the power part. That's just the beginning. Right. Because it's good to build. You yeah. Can't start I think- off. It's a great song, and here's how Lexi learned it for the reading <laughs> and everything else with sheet music that didn't make sense. And here's their instrumental. <laughs> It's really but fast. Yeah. But what's interesting like a disco is disco number. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And only she would. <laughs> <laughs> but the song never changed. It stayed the same yeah. the whole time mm-hmm. because I mean, I like the song and we love the way you sing it and that's a we do we have a lot of songs that did change, but this is one that didn't change. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there was like like a lyric maybe. But I wanted to I the reason why I'm bringing this station song in, obviously like you sing it really well, but there's oh. a part in the song that we, I don't think you knew about Dylan or you knew about Lexi. So there was a line in a very early draft where Betty likes a guy named Clark in the script. And then Yaz is like, dibs. Because yeah. Yaz yeah. is like, I like him too, so I have dibs. So there's a line where she's saying, telling someone to leave. Or, dibs dose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she's like telling someone to go after what they want or, or to leave or something. And then... 
at the very end of station, there's, I don't know how this would make sense at all, which is why it was cut. Uh. So here's what you said in my demo that I didn't send to anybody else that I deleted. Just remember I had dibs. But really, like, I had dibs. I had dibs. <laughs> <With me. laughs> that was so good. <laughs> what if, that like, at so the end funny. of the show, like, like she's saying that, and at the very, like, after the battles and everything, like, as everyone's walking, and she's like, like a, I had tips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's, like, filing out. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And that, that's also that's hilarious funny. because, like, from what station is now, like how you wrote it and where it is in the show, it's like this, like such as climactic moment where people are like, yeah, yeah. she's so, yeah, yes, whatever. And then like imagine her breaking out into that. <laughs> and like, no, yes, no. <laughs> Counterproductive, but <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, so funny. Yeah, it's so weird because I remember that like before you auditioned, um, Yaz didn't have any lyrics, and so we we auditioned the Vals and the Clarks songs, and the Johns first. Right? Oh, songs, yeah, yeah. So we auditioned them first. I didn't even sing. Right, right, exactly. You didn't Which is even good sing. for me. Yeah, it's so I was crazy. Like, Perfect. It's so crazy how you didn't sing in your audition, but like yeah. you're very, such a very strong singer. Oh, so it's like thanks. thank God, thank yeah. God we picked that one, huh? Yeah, very much. Um, but I remember this song. You asked I, me though. You asked me. Do I you always say? ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember in this song when I was writing it, because it was very, very late in the process I was writing it, I was writing it for, yes, someone who would sing like like Whitney Houston. <laughs> we picked the right person. But I also wrote Val for someone who would sing like Whitney Houston too. I don't know what my deal is, but at the time, She's I, was, great. I was like, I'm, I'm going to write stuff for Whitney Houston. <laughs> so it, it, by the way, you're the best Yaz ever and there's no oh, better Yaz yeah. than you. Oh, thank um, you. And it's, it's true. Yeah. That's very kind. And so you very sing very... it. So the way that it was like, the way that I wrote it, you make it so much better. And uh, so yeah, I love oh, it. Gosh. I love it. But yeah, so I check out that dibs line because that's so weird. And but it's, I have to say, it is so her. Because <laughs> like, like, I... like, uh, Yaz is so wise and so knowledgeable, but also she's like, she she's like she lacks, she's very goofy sometimes. Yeah, and she lacks like if I feel like with every scholar or brilliant human, they're there's lacking. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> lacking in other places. So she has those moments definitely. Yeah. And then there's one more song that I never sent to anybody that I wrote. For you. Oh. Yeah, Dylan, you don't know about this one either. You might have told me that you like had a song and then you said I'm getting rid of it. Okay, interesting. Because it was I was trying to find a way to start to bring back the show from intermission. So this was gonna right now we have the song um, The Interns Revolt. So you think you're better than us? Oh. Better than the rest of us. We might might change for our off-Broadway, but we don't know yet. We're still going to be you and Billy, but the question is we might change it to, like, Billy leaving right. and, like, hopping on a oh. lift, but, like, it's a toy car lift that's, oh. like, going on the stage, and uh. he's just, like, 
Yeah. So we're, people are invested in the intern narrative. Yeah. People want to see that. Yeah. So we think it would be really funny to show Billy leaving so people understand that he actually yeah, left. Yeah, that'll actually, I think, help too with like the arc of right. Yeah. It'll yep. It'll changes. help with your arc. It'll help with his arc. His arc. Yeah. So we're gonna find a way. We might. But we do love that intern revolt song. That's also on our website as well. I love that song. Oh, Dylan. it's such. I hate. I don't want to yeah. cut that. I want to find a it's, way to keep it forever. My, Bonus it's track. It's a favorite, actually. But I. <laughs> the audience when they saw it, they're always confused. Right. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Like, <laughs> they they like it, but it's not like Staten Island Ferry or like Station, where it like doesn't really move the, the story. It doesn't well. move. The, yeah. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's just a really funny way to come back from intermission. Yeah. But the way the one that we're going to come back with off Broadway is going to be just as funny, if not potentially better. But here's something that I was toying with mm-hmm. to start to come back from intermission with before we had the interns revolt, and it was Christmas, and it was you. By yourself. <laughs> Inside mind into yeah. Inside mind. I don't know if you can begin with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me just say that it uh, is a little sad. Oh, oh, wait. wait. I'm sorry. When did you say you wrote, you wrote this? I have no idea. I just found it when I was going through old demos. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. So she was a little sad, and I was trying to find a way to like have like give give you a song or something and it's good that i didn't put this one in because no one wants this one (laughs) (laughs) another christmas in the city it sounds like all my records everybody has somebody but me my aunt just gave me a waffle maker (laughs) i think i'm gonna put my head in it Oh, sweet, sweet Christmas. I feel like it's Mariah Carey, like all oh, Christmas is yeah. you. I love it. Mariah. It might. <laughs> it's that 50s progression in that yeah. song. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. So there you go. That was a song that I'm not going to ever put in because I I thought I was like trying to find something funny to give you and I'm like, that's really dark and deep and I'm just going to take that out. (laughs) I love how like when you said, I'm going to put my, like there's a waffle maker, I'm going to put my head in it. And die, like just to yeah. clarify, just to, clarify, just to really punch intention. that, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> for our just so you know, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad one, and I don't. That's all I had from that, and I'm like, this is stupid and depressing. So I'm gonna move on. Okay, so that's that's the song that is never gonna make the show. If you want to put that in your musical, go for it. <laughs> she gives you permission. Yeah, because I'm not using it, and it's too dark, and it's like this is stupid, and I'm like, why would someone write that? I think. Oh, that leads into the tour. A lot of things oh. that I did when I wrote songs, I would like improvise, and I would just press record, and I would just start singing songs. So that was that the song that I improvised for you. It was just me like around on the piano tour um i really improvised just when it came to the lyrics part i love i love tour <laughs> tour is like my favorite so it's basically in the early part of the show when john gives clark the writer a, a tour of the station but dylan as you know that is the hardest song to write Oof, yeah it was very hard also for the singers i felt because it was like very quick one after another but the but but writing the, but it the, i feel like would be like 
like we only have like okay you have these lines mm -hmm. but like you have to write <laughs> for all of us characters so that's i feel like that's even harder it did take a little long we had like <laughs> i feel like we it. had was it 10 pages of straight lyrics or was it let there seven were like five pages of lyrics and um they were really good and insightful <laughs> but we had to condense them because it's like they need there needed to be the through line of that unified the song of we're not reporting we're putting on a show right because because the problem that I had with that is, like, I had to compile seven years of, in of experience in the news industry into three minutes of a song. And it's like, I just wrote uh, everything I knew about news and how it works and how news... And I get gave him, like, all these pages of everything I knew. And then did I think I was like, here are the parts that we need, but can, can you make it something? Because I don't know... And then we went back and forth a few times trying to figure out how to make it something. Yeah. And yeah. this was your idea, by the way, to do a tour. Mm -hmm. We did a reading. Just so That's you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well yeah. the the background info that you gave in the script was so interesting. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like people would love to get an inside scoop on this world that so all these characters are living in. I can post that, actually. Is that how it started? So that's how it started. So you saw yeah, she was from like, her yeah, like, stage directions? Writing down, like, it's like just a you, you do the voice, and then it's like, it, it's all, like, under behind the scenes stuff. And it's, it's not like we're really genuinely always trying to report the news it's like we're trying to get ratings too mm -hmm. so. right and something i love about the song is like you're not you know i i know morgan said this on one of the, these podcasts like earlier mm -hmm. she said something about that, that you're not dumbing down the material yep <laughs> so like you're not dumbing down the material by explaining necessarily every single thing that you do in a news situation like or like as a reporter or whatever job you have in, mm. if you work in news mm -hmm. but you're you know you're explaining the general ropes for this particular station and what clark you know needs to do mm -hmm. and like you're also it's more of like a show don't tell type of situation mm -hmm. where like it's so all this these crazy things are happening mm -hmm. and you see it and you know like John's not even like everyone's prone to it mm -hmm. so I feel like that it's really well written in that way thank you well what I should do you know what I should I can post these I should post the all of the lyrics that we originally had for tour and then oh man I'll I have to find the edit of the song but like I should post all the lyrics we had for tour it was a lot and mm -hmm. we really 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 convinced it and that's why I liked having Dylan as a co-composer because I'm obviously biased, and, I, and I'm like, you, you need all these things to explain news, or it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but then Dylan was able to like put that all together and condense what was needed and then actually find a reason to have it. And it was his idea in the beginning to have a song explaining news, because in the reading, in the early drafts, none, we did not have anything explaining how news worked. So let's play that. So we're going to play tour, but I do want to let you guys know that it's going to start out with me. I, when I was finding the lyrics, because at first it was just me trying to find lyrics to even send to Dylan. So it was me with my voice recorder on, just saying stuff into my phone. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into me adding guitar to it and kind of improvising with it. And then you'll hear Dylan's version in this mashup. So we're going to start with me going a cappella, just like trying to find oh things my to gosh, say. That's mm -hmm. so cool. 2 a.m. is when. I fall asleep on the bathroom floor But nobody has to know cause there's locks And I lock myself in This is the wheelchair bathroom <laughs> That only one person can go in 
The shift starts at 1, 1, 15, people shuffle in. Except Mary, it's always Mary, she's a drunk. We always have to call and wake her up. Welcome to the graveyard shift, we try to keep up our morale. We always say good morning, fuck you. Well, except for Val. There you go, so that's the mashup. Yeah. I didn't even recognize the beginning of it. No, yeah, because that like, none of that made because none of it made it. It was just like us trying to go through lyrics and figure out what, what was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good! And that like beat like the, 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 the <laughs> oh, I love it. I always like bounce to it. <laughs> probably why I'm going in and out of the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. And I think yeah. we have one more. We have oh, Staten Island Ferry is our last oh. song. So oh gosh. So good. Uh, okay. It's my mom's favorite. Nowhere I'd rather be. Aluga you. Aluga me. Aluga us. Aluga love. Taking New York City. On the Staten Island Ferry. Aluga. Aluga. So I gotta, everyone always, everyone loves that unfair. I always get messages saying that it's stuck in people's heads. Mm. And if only people knew the truth behind how it was made. I think you guys know, mm-hmm. but like Dylan, you might, I might've said this to you before. I remember, um, it was after the reading and I was trying to find a way to heighten John's role. John is like a character who's kind of full of crap and thinks that crap is like the best thing ever. So I thought like, what's the stupidest thing I can think of? And I live downtown. So I live by the Staten Island Ferry. And I remember when I moved here, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so romantic and pretty and amazing. And I went <laughs> and it was trash and it was crap. And I'm like, this is stupid. But I bet you that John's character who thinks that stupid things are beautiful things, mm-hmm. then... um It'll work. So I wrote Staten Island, the lyrics to it, and I didn't do any research on it except the population, mm-hmm. um, which we have yeah. a little fun little tidbit for you about so the population. Yeah. That, that was Dylan's idea. But you'll, you'll, we'll get to that in a second. But when you hear something about the population, you're going to listen to the instrumentals because that was Dylan's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to write a song about Staten Island Ferry without knowing anything about Staten Island. So that was like, it was an experimental thing that I did slightly tipsy. Yeah. And I only... And it paid off. There's only one recording of it. What you do for your art. Well, yeah. so in this merger that I'm going to show you guys, I, there's only one recording of Staten Island Ferry. Okay, and that's the one that I sent to Dylan. So I did a little mashup with what... And I was drunk when I sent this. So I did a mashup of me improvising and drunk. What made it from that drunk improvisation... And I think you guys are going to be a little bit surprised. Okay. Because a lot of stuff from that imp- drunk improvisation made it, including mm. the Aougas. Well, that, I mean, if you're going to write one song drunk, it should be Oh, that. I have to say something. <laughs> I have to say something. Yeah. While I was writing, I was in San Francisco, oh, yeah. and she sent me the lyrics of Aougas, and I was like, okay, we'll write the, we'll write the men. And then I was, like, practicing the song going, like, 
auga. And then my mom came in and was like, what is that? <laughs> and now it's her what favorite. What are these And she's like, you should take those augas out. That's really weird. And I'm like, mom, you don't understand. It fits in with the story. But she's like, I, I, it, it's weird to me. <laughs> and this is coming after a reading that wasn't the best. Yeah. So like, not only was it that we had a reading that was kind of rocky and we had to rewrite a lot of stuff, but then there's this this song where there's like, He's singing a romantic song, and this woman's like, Auga! And it's like, this is crazy. By the way, if you want to get some background information, that's also on our website, goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can actually hear it, and then you'll understand it. Yeah. If you're not, if you're confused now, just listen to that on our website. So yeah. here's the mashup of the one recording I had, and that I don't, something just turned on behind us. I don't know what it is. But, all right, here's the mashup. It should be here. Auga. It's supposed to be the horn. That was me being the horn. Cause we're on a ship. Yes, a ship. It's a marvelous place, out in island, the southernmost part of the city and state population. 479,458. Do you think they're happy? No, with the right prescription. That's just like the transition, but let's play the mashup. That's so cool, the evolution. Absolutely. Oh, here it is. So here's, remember, there's only one recording that I ever sent to Dylan and ever recorded ever. Mm -hmm. So here it is, the mashup. Like all of those things where he was like, wow, I love your voice and you're so emotionally available. All improvised. And then you put it in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I can't believe that this is making it. Because remember when we sent it to the cast, a lot of people were like, I don't know what the hell the you just gave I us. It. I remember the first time I heard it. Because was, that was the first day I was coming to learn station? No. Mm. Wait. No, this I'm lying. Later. I'm yeah. lying. Now, it was like after the winter break, and then yeah. we're all back, and we're in that champion studio. Yeah. yeah. No, we were in your apartment. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Well, at least when I heard it. Yeah. So yeah, I could be, people, I could be wrong. People who heard it at first thought we were crazy and absolutely insane. But it, somehow, you know, I'd say, yeah, 
you gotta be a go go getter. I know that Lexi's on her way out. Lexi, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you for you, having Lexi. me. This has been so fun. Just like side note, I'm a huge fan of these podcasts. I was telling Jackie before, like I just listen as like your average Joe. So I've listened keep to listening. Keep yeah. listening. Yeah. Want to take a donut on the run? No, it's okay. Okay. I have cool. Nice seeing okay. you. Bye. Nice you. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. So, so Lexi left. Let's well, <laughs> let's keep talking though. <laughs> to end it off, yeah, Staten Island Ferry. I can't believe that it worked. I know. And honestly, while I was writing, I wasn't sure if if it was too many yogas. But then when we tried it out, it worked. So I was very happy about that because I did right. think it was super funny. Yeah, that's good. I'm so happy that you were on board. That's yeah. actually one of the great things is you always were on board with these ideas, and sometimes yeah, they they were really crazy. Liked them. I had some crazy, crazy ideas. They were they were great ideas. Yeah. Truly. Thank you. And those aren't changing as we move on. And that's all of the prep that I did. Were there any other songs where you're like, um... Oh, the backstory? Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of the backstory, everyone always asks me... So, if I invite a guy to a musical, mm-hmm. all of them think that the song, If He Loved Me, was about them. If he loved me. Yeah, so the If Be Loved Me song, we played it with Morgan on the last episode with Morgan. I want to tell people who that is actually about. Mm-hmm. Because it's not who they think. Like, I have people from work. Every guy from work, if he hears that song, he looks at me. There was one some, one guy who came from work who, like, turned to me after this, the musical, the song ended. And he was, like, looking at me like, is that about me? Oh, no. God. No, it's Man. not. Stop flattering yourself. Exactly. So, so if he loved me for the record the person who that is about i'm not going to say like the name the person did not come to (laughs) the musical Mm -hmm. okay and this person (laughs) likely will not come to the musical Mm -hmm. and this person yeah (laughs) you really would will never guess who it's about I'll just say it like that. It's not about anyone who I ever worked with in news. Mm-hmm. It was from my personal life, mm-hmm. and it was from a long time ago. So you're never going to know. Never going to know. He's not going to know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. I did want to talk about um, Best of Me. I have a heart. Do you think it's stopped? I'm not some TV. That's probably one of my uh, one of my favorite songs of the shows because it's the two characters we almost root for the most, and they're um, spilling their insecurities and how their narratives come together in this song that I like. It was such a beautiful song that Jackie wrote to me, and I just didn't have to change much about any melody or really chords, just like kind of doing tiny things, and it was so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, best, yeah, Best of Me was beautiful, and it's a big hit, I think, with the audience. And a lot of men, I've noticed, really react to it. Because it's mm-hmm. about giving something all you have and still not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, there was and, some people behind us. But that's all right. We'll keep recording. It's yeah, a live and, and podcast. And so many people 
I think everyone feels that way sometimes. So it's like it identifies with so many people, despite it's like very specific to women in the workplace kind of mm-hmm. here. Other songs, They Dim the Lights, uh, one of my favorites. It's oh, a, gosh. It, it, I think that song is where the, end, the audience finally comes on board. Look, see her? I call her baby boo over there in the corner booth. She comes yes. Because it's so funny, and when the music stops, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like already a comedic punch when you just see how ridiculous and just what a douche John is. Yeah. And you kind of like him. Yeah, and it's in, in Dim the Lights, he's like explaining this new writer like how the world works. And in the off-Broadway, it's going to be him being like, yeah, you know, success and love are like the same thing. You got to like own it, otherwise they're going to trash you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, yeah. don't, if you don't like take control of a situation, it's going to take control mm-hmm. of you. Because he's been <laughs> scarred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the off-Broadway version, he tells a story about his ex-wife, mm. and it's a fun dance number about how he met her at a bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fun. And that actually, that that was based, we, in the last episode, we read a scene from them at a bar talking that mm. turned into the Dim the Lights Baby Boo song. Yeah. A lot of those themes went into the lyrics for mm. They Dim the Lights. Yeah. And originally, what inspired that for me to even write something about that was when I started my job at um, a new uh, station in New York City, I had an executive producer take me out for a drink on the job oh. and talk about, like, here's how life is. Like, here's how these things work. Oh, yeah. So Dim the Lights was just straight pulled straight from, pulled like... from that experience of the people who are really insecure and thinking, like, I'm going to show everyone I'm the shit, and then they'll believe it, and I just... It's a no. And it's like a crappy bar. Yeah. And it's like, let me show, yeah, let me tell you. And it's yeah. like, what? We're at a bar, uh, like a dive bar. Yeah. This is, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's why I love this character so much. And I love Lucian's, um, his performance of the character. Because mm, Lucian's hilarious. Lucian is hysterical and very good. And Lexi is also hysterical. Yeah, yeah, Lexi. She was just mm. on, oh, God. She's so, so, so funny. And mm-hmm. I think that um, these roles were kind of, I mean, uh, for Lexi, Lexi really, like, we wrote that role for her. I mean, we didn't know we were writing it for her until we realized. We cast her and was like, yes, this is her. Mm-hmm. Even when we were, re- we were rewriting all these things, she initially was an assignment editor, which is, like, kind of the manager of the news of the day. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, loved her so much, but we had to kill the role. So it's like, we have to find a way to keep Lexi. Mm-hmm. So and we made her an intern with a huge rewrite, part. she's going to be even bigger. Yeah, for yeah. the rewrite. So that's the thing. It's all about <clears throat> um, what they bring to the table. And in yeah. development, we'll write around them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that the ones who are really... Um, um, Growing in the show and taking over the script, or really the, the, the actors who the are most, helping. Um, insight into the complex emotion, <laughs> into the kind of, yeah, the very complicated every character. Yeah, absolutely. And let's see, other songs that, I mean, we had to kill, we've killed a lot. What One look, um, I believe, is dying. Is it dying in the off Broadway? I'll have to go back and look at the draft but we have a song it sucks because there's a lot of songs that we have that we love mm-hmm. that we have to kill because it just doesn't serve the show even though we love the song right yeah because we're killing some yeah and, and I'm I, really sad I know I would highly recommend in the writing process to not labor for like like 
months over one song because it may very well, if you see it in the show, just not work with the show. And that's so much time. So to really just have like, um, kind of pound them out a little bit, put them on, you'll have a much faster road to rewriting and making it better as opposed to just putting yourself in a vacuum and trying to make the most beautiful thing ever. Just really get that out. Right, because some of the songs that we had, um, I'd say may- maybe a little more than half are staying for the from the very original to the off-Broadway, mm-hmm. maybe more than half, yeah. but I think that there were some that were like the very first three songs that I had, like not first three, but One Look and Rise and some other songs that were on there. Those were my babies and we have to kill them and I'm so, and goodbye. Oh, same. Our babies that. are I dying. Know. Yes, but- but it's we, but like at that. the same time, we added station last minute, Staten Island Ferry, um, mm. later in the and process. And that makes the show so much better. And people like those songs so much more mm. than songs that we. There is a difference between songs you're connected to and the songs that, that the audience really is connected the show and to. Makes you love the show. Yeah, exactly. So you see it differently. The audience <clears> sees it differently. You gotta, you gotta. You're selling tickets for them. Mm-hmm. And so obviously it has to be for you. But you gotta remember that you're putting on a show. Mm-hmm. So make it good. You know, yeah. don't don't just keep something because you love it, even though it sucks. Because I love the song "One Look," mm-hmm. and it means so much to me. But um, the oh, there was one more song. Okay, this is the song. Wow, there that was like sorry, a three. I'm sorry. Three out of ten for donuts, a burp. So. Oh yeah, I gotta eat some of those donuts. Mm. I just had like Lunchables over there. I haven't mm. tried. <clears throat> so the last part was there's the song that I obviously am way too attached to. Everyone knows it's the I can do so much better. Oh yeah. Cause I can do. Let me tell you what inspired that. Just because everyone always asks, so while we're talking about demos and that, we'll just shake out the truth and the re- mm-hmm. and the non-truths. Yeah. What inspired? I can do so much better. It actually was a lot of things into one, but initially the very, 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 very first one was I was living in an apartment in Brooklyn with five roommates. And and this mm. and they were charging so much money, like a thousand bucks a month, maybe a thousand one hundred. And I'm like, mm. this is stupid. Like I can do so much better. And I remember humming, and I remember thinking that again and again. And then it evolved. So every time there was a feeling at work or in love where I can do so much better would come in, it evolved. But the core, like the initial, I can do so much better. That was from the apartment. Mm. And that that melody and lyric applied to Val's. Um career disappointments anyway so that Mm -hmm. worked yeah exactly so anything else from the songwriting point i just i really think that when it comes to making a musical from the book to the lyrics and adding that i really think once you at least get a draft it doesn't have to be a good draft Mm -hmm. just get a draft where you kind of understand what it is and then have some other people read it at a table read and they'll they'll let you know how to make it better absolutely because if you're right, as you said, if you just sit on these things forever, what a waste of time. Yeah, you're really you're wasting time not putting it in front of an audience. It's because it's it's a show after all, you know. Yeah, right. And why why would you want to? I mean, put it in and see what they like. When we did our reading, we mm-hmm. just had 20 questions, and we had an audience fill out these brochures. Like, mm-hmm. what was your favorite song? What was your least favorite? Who did you like? Who didn't you like? Did this love love thing make mm-hmm. sense? Do you like Val? Like, we had all these questions. Were you bored? That was one. Uh-huh. I should post that, too. Yeah. I should, I'm going to post all these things on Instagram. Yeah. I should post our little, like, flyer we gave people to ask very specific questions. Because, yeah. you know, you're not going to... 
know all the answers right away. Yeah. And especially if you just think about it, <clears throat> just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening. Don't forget Thank to you. like and rate mm-hmm. this podcast. GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com has all this other stuff you need. Um, I'm Jacqueline Thrapp. I'm Dylan Adler. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.